Before we start the show, we want to send good thoughts to all the people on the West Coast who are dealing with these horrible fires all the way from Washington through Oregon and California. We're thinking of you. Yeah, and we want to send our appreciation to all the firefighters and the first responders and everyone battling these fires. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we're going to talk about pitching on Zoom. What techniques can we use to keep our audience engaged and focused when we're not all in the room together? In our Amplify segment, we'll shout out two great resources and this week's take a hike is inspired by a country song sarah heard on a drive to goodwill in rural minnesota and finally this week's hollywood hack is inspired by the u-haul i rented for my temporary move to the lake a lot has come out of this particular trip liz yes a lot of content Uh, But first, we have an update, Sarah. In episode 174, we talked about why it's a good idea to look around your house with fresh eyes. Yes. And Liz, you recently (laughs) looked around your home office with fresh eyes. Yes. So actually, Sarah, what I realized is that I hadn't looked around enough even (laughs) after you and I had that whole discussion. Uh I work in this office every single day. And the shades covering our sliding glass doors have always been closed, okay? So the sliding doors have been behind shades. I never questioned this fact. I figured Adam had some reason that he wanted them closed because, you know, he's very particular about Uh the house usually. (laughs) And then I walked in yesterday morning and the shades were up and I was like, Whoa, it changed the whole office immensely. Yeah. It was filled with light. There was like green outside. It was, you know, really quite beautiful. So I asked Adam, I said, did you open the shades in here? And he said, yeah, I know you like them closed, but I just decided to open them. And I was like, oh, my God, there was no reason the last five years for these shades to be closed. And if I had looked around with fresh eyes and thought about it, I would have realized that, but I just accepted it. I didn't even see it, as you were saying about that, you know, painting you didn't like in your bedroom. So the good news is I didn't look around with fresh eyes, but I guess Adam did. Anyway, now the shades are open, much prettier. So what I love, I love that like you weren't opening them because you thought that Adam wanted that way or Adam wanted them that way. And Adam wasn't opening them because he thought you wanted them that way. It's so sweet. It's, you know, Uh, you should maybe communicate a little better, but it's very sweet for both of you. I I should have (laughs) asked. Um, Anyway. So, yeah, there you go. Now my shades are open. So I've made that much progress in six months of being home. I've opened the shades. (laughs) Um, And we also want to remind everyone that we are selling our Happier in Hollywood Rainbow Sillipint Cups. They are awesome. It's like my favorite thing every day when I drink from this cup. 
and they're going fast. They're $25, including shipping, also including the lid. So if you would like one of your own before they're gone again, you can email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's Zoom pitching, which is different from just a Zoom meeting. A pitch is a certain type of meeting. Yes. And tis the season for pitching TV shows. Uh, and this year, it is all on Zoom. So pitches are usually about 30 minutes. And we try to kind of make them as short as we possibly can, but it's so much harder to keep people's attention on Zoom than it is in an actual room with them because you're looking at them. They're looking at you. They can't kind of look away when you're yeah. in a room together. But Zoom is different. Yes. And we were thinking about, like, why is it so much harder? I mean, one, everyone has Zoom fatigue. So just the second you're on Zoom, you're kind of not at your full capacity. <laughs> Um, so to true. listen or to perform. <laughs> also, it is so easy on Zoom to glance down at your phone and tune out. Yes. Which it's much harder if you're sitting in a room with someone pitching to them, they feel much ruder to like actually look down at their phone and start reading texts. Although we have seen that happen. We have. Yes. We um, have. But on Zoom, it can just look like you're taking notes. Right. Yes. So, I have to say, I know. took advantage of this last night. Violet had her um, back to school night Zoom. And I was like texting about like, you know, when the termite guy can come. It was mm -hmm. like, yes. not the most attentive uh, member of that back to school night. Yes, we've all done it, which is how we know others <laughs> do it. Exactly. And then there's just like life happening around you. Now, everyone's working from home, so people could be listening to their kids argue with each other in the next room or thinking like, oh, God, I can hear like my husband is going to cross by the kitchen right now to get something. It's just a different level of distraction. Yes. I was hearing the other day in a meeting my son using his papa shot, like throwing baskets, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to be like, oh, excuse me, let me go <laughs> yell at my son to shut up. So that's a problem. Yes. One thing I'm going to do when we do this Zoom pitch that we're heading toward, I'm actually going to have Violet leave the house. So smart. Like they're going to go on a drive. I don't know where yes. to. <laughs> and Sarah, I just my own private Zoom hell. I'm constantly <laughs> distracted by a leaf blower outside my window. I feel like <laughs> someone is blowing leaves outside my window every single time we have a meeting. I'm like, how often does one need to blow leaves? It's really true. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot that is working against us in a Zoom pitch. Yes. And so it's really on our minds because we are about to pitch something that could go straight to series from the pitch. So the pitch is actually even a higher bar than it usually is. Usually we're trying to sell just a script like, hey, buy this pitch and we'll write a pilot. This is a show that would actually go straight to series. Based on the pitch. So it's a lot. And we definitely want to keep their attention. And by the way, Sarah, we're talking about this for us pitching, but I'm sure everyone is dealing with this in whatever industry you're in. Like anyone who's got to do their sales presentation or present the report of the quarter, what, you know, whatever it is, we all have these kind of important moments 
And it's got to be hard, you know, for everybody to keep the attention of their audience. So hopefully what we're talking about will help others as well. So what are we doing to combat the problem of Zoom? The first thing is just more visuals. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's not just a verbal pitch. Yeah, and there has been a trend toward more visuals and pitches over the last couple of years. A lot of people are doing what's called pitch decks. That's a whole other conversation. But this is different. This is as we talk, we are going to share photos of, you know, okay, this is the type of actor we have in mind. Here's a prototype. We're going to share photos of places that could be a, a location, interesting images that, that sort of convey the mood and the tone of the show. Yeah, it's the kind of thing, really, that often you would do later to get a pilot picked up, or after mm-hmm. a pilot's been ordered, you do this big visual presentation with the director. It's sort of like that, because the images yeah. really can't just be random images that we just like. We are actually saying, this is what the show looks like to us. This is what we want the show to look like. And yeah, like you said, also the tone. So there, like in this, there will be some kind of odd, off, quirky pictures, uh, you know, whereas other things that we'd pitch there would absolutely not be. Right. So it's very complicated. Yeah. So that we're spending a lot of time picking photos. And the idea of this is keep drawing your the, your audience's eye back to the screen. So if someone does glance down at a text, but then a new picture pops up, they'll be drawn to looking at the screen and then hooking back into what you're saying. Yes. And then, you know, a big part of this kind of pitch is the actual pilot pitch, which in this case is more involved. Usually we, we would pitch a pilot, but for this, we're pitching it in more detail And now we're sort of going to be visually telling the story of the pilot at the same time so that people can really imagine it and visualize it, not just kind of get bored while we're going to to be drone on. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of droning on, one goal is to have the pitch be shorter than usual. That's going to be hard with this one because it is a pitch to series, but we are going to keep it as short as we possibly can. Because again, we all know that our clock runs out on a Zoom meeting, right? Like at a certain point, everyone's eyes glaze over and it's done. Yeah. Absolutely. And we have, I think, an advantage because there are two of us. So instead of one person just being like, blah, 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 for 30 minutes, we go back and forth. We vary things. You'll do something shorter. I'll do something longer. Then we swap. We can kind of vary the rhythm. And just literally having two voices helps people not just nod off. Yeah. And I think for anyone out there doing presentations, maybe that's something to consider. Even if normally you would do it on your own, think about pulling a colleague in and doing it Mm -hmm. together, because I do think that helps a lot. Definitely. Now, Sarah, I keep wondering if we should have matching backgrounds. So instead of using just whatever's behind us, if we should have, you know, a thematic background. Like for this show, we'd have like a tropical theme. Yes. Background. Yes. And we would match. I don't know. So it would unify us. Uh, I, I mean, to me, I think it could be silly. Okay. But we well, should bring it up with the studio and see what they okay, think. Okay. We'll think about it. Okay. We'll think about it. Okay. If we find the perfect now, background. 
Something I've been thinking about for myself, and I'm sure other people out there can relate, is I tend to be low energy. I mean, that's kind of my, I don't want to say it's my yes. shtick because it's just who I am, but it's just my <laughs> it's, it's, You're not thing. faking it. <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's just my kind of demeanor, but yeah. I am going to try to like turn up my energy like a notch <laughs> or like five notches. So we'll practice this and you okay. can tell me if I'm going too far or if I'm even managing to turn up my energy or if it's just in my mind. I mean, this to me <laughs> just sounds, I think it's an interesting idea, but I think, <laughs> I think when you, you are just so you that when you try to push up your energy, it just, <laughs> it just goes like, it just makes me laugh. So it might oh, yeah. not be good just for that reason alone. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try it in okay. a practice and we'll see if it if it's at all a good idea. Okay. I like how you usually are, Liz. That's what I'm, okay. I'm very well, used to it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And the other thing I was thinking, Sarah, about Zoom pitching is this is when I wish that I had a really great statement necklace yes. to draw the eye, which I do not have, but I wish I did. You know who has really great statement necklaces? Who? Karen Kraft. She does. She has really she, great statement necklaces. My mom has some great statement necklaces, some uh, beautiful brooches or pins. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess they're called pins. You're right. That's probably what made me think of it. Yeah. So maybe you should do like a, a Zoom with your mother first and she can show you some of her necklaces and maybe send you one. Yes. That's a good idea because I, I need something. Something yeah. dramatic, but casual. That's the problem. Because as we've discussed, we're not even going into this because we've just sort of discussed it, is that the dress code on these is just not the same as it would be. Even for a pitch, I yeah. would not wear what I would normally wear to a pitch. Right. So I need a statement necklace, but a casual statement necklace. Right. Or a scarf. You know, we talked to Allison Fanger. Yes. About zoom sort of style and she recommended scarves which would also look good well she recommended small scarves yes not i bet scarves. karen craft has some of those too <laughs> probably so <laughs> i think that my purple roots are going to be my statement necklace uh yes those will keep people you need fresh purple for our yes pitch, okay just like a bright That's what you can do for us okay i'm consider it done keep those eyes going back to the purple <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to know what are you doing to make your Zoom pitches land? Do you have tips for us? Please write in because this is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks and we need your <laughs> tips. Email us or send a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, we're going to amplify two great resources. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. 
Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, it's time for our Amplify segment, where usually we amplify the work of women and people of color. This week, we're broadening our mandate a little. Instead of amplifying an individual's work, this week we want to amplify two very important ways we can all amplify our own voices in the fight for social justice, voting and patronizing Black-owned businesses. So, Liz, we're going to start with voting. Yes. Unless you live under a rock, you know we have an election coming up on November 3rd. (laughs) That's in less than two months. And it is so important to be a voter. And for a lot of people, voting is going to be more complicated than usual this year because of all the 2020 reasons. Yes. Um, And 2020 just keeps giving. Yes, it does. Um, And a listener named Adriana emailed us about a really fantastic post on a website called Cup of Joe. It's called How to Vote in Every State. So as you would imagine, it has information on how to vote in every state. And we're going to put a link to the post in our show notes so everyone can go there no matter where you are in the country I almost said in the world, but (laughs) actually there are Americans all over the world who want to vote in this election. So, yes, country and world so that you can make sure that you get to vote in this election. Yeah. With everything going on, it's important to vote early, especially if you vote by mail, because we are all experiencing the impact of mail delays. So you want to get that ballot in the mail. Many people will be voting absentee or by mail for a variety of reasons. Maybe you're not in your home state, like your stepmother, Sarah. No, exactly. My stepmom is here with us in Minnesota, so we're getting her an absentee ballot. And it is a very complicated process, and I'm sure it's different in every state. Mm. But just the request for an absentee ballot has to be notarized. And then, yeah, so we have to get it. We printed it online. Then we have to have it notarized. And then we send it back and then they send the ballot and the ballot might have to be notarized or something. I'm not even sure what the next step is. I'm one step at a time. But the point is, it's not always easy. So start now and make sure you do all the steps and do them correctly, because it's also, I have to say, confusing. Missouri does not make it super clear. So, yes. And also don't vote twice. Just for those who may be listening to other voices who are confused about this, don't vote twice. That's illegal. Just once. Once will do the trick. And again, that's Cup of Joe, no E on Joe. And we will link to it in our show notes at happierinhollywood.com. Sarah, we have another website we want to amplify Like so many people, we have been trying to find and support Black-owned businesses. Well, I think you found it's much easier to find Black-owned businesses in Los Angeles than it is in northern Minnesota. Yes. (laughs) And then there's (laughs) online shopping also, which we're all doing more of now. So we found a great compilation of resources on the website Fast Company. It's called How to Find and Support Black-Owned Businesses Wherever You Are. It's written by Lauren Steele, and there are links to multiple resources and databases, some small, some huge, 
for finding Black-owned businesses, whether you're in L.A. or Minnesota or on the East Coast, even if you're in other countries. Yes. And frighteningly enough, the holidays are approaching. (laughs) Um, So check out the Fast Company piece, How to Find and Support Black-Owned Businesses Wherever You Are. And we will also put a link to that in our show notes. Okay, Sarah, we are moving on to our Take a Hike segment where we talk about mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today it's mental health. Yes, we've been doing a lot of mental health, I notice. (laughs) For obvious reasons. Yes. We need it. Yes, we do. Our mental health is struggling. (laughs) That just makes me want to burst into tears. I can hardly even (laughs) respond. Okay. Yes. So this came up because I had to drive into town to drop off this big carload of stuff at Goodwill. And my stepmom had left the radio on country radio on like a country radio station. And I like country music, but I don't really listen to it. So I was like, well, all right, I'll just leave it here and listen. And this song came on, Joe D. Messina, called My Give-A-Dams Busted. (laughs) And I was like, this is my song. This song is everything I feel (laughs) right now. Your give-a-damn is busted. It is so busted. And so we were talking about it, and apparently your give-a-damn is also busted? Yes, I don't know if it's as busted as yours, but it's sprained, (laughs) if not broken. (laughs) Um, So we thought we would each share five ways that our individual give-a-dams are busted. I feel like I could do so many more than five, but then we would be (laughs) be here all day. So we're limiting ourselves to just five busted give-a-dams. All right. One, food rules. My give-a-damn is busted. I know I said on this podcast a few weeks ago that I had been bad about my food rules and I was going to be better about my food rules. Well, it turns out I have no give-a-dams left. Uh It is is solidly broken. Another one is Violet brushing her hair. (laughs) I fought this battle for a while during the pandemic and then just decided the hill was too high to climb. Every now and then we like find the dreadlocks that are in the back and slather them <laughs> with conditioner and comb them out with a comb. And that's fine. Every few weeks we just mm-hmm. deal with it. Other than that, my give a damn's busted. Okay. Number three, my roots. Mm. Give a damn is busted. Except for when we have big meetings, then I will do like the full on, you know. Yeah. purple dye and do the whole thing. But in general, I'm just like, life is too short. And mm-hmm. we're on Zoom. Yes. And my give a damn's busted. Number four, Zoom school. So ah. Violet is like 100% Zoom this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually very like, you must be on time for everything. You must be there. You might, you know, like very on it, yeah. on it, on it. And now I'm just like, It's a lot of Zoom, and I'm sick of Zoom. So if I'm sick of Zoom, an eight-year-old is going to be even sicker of Zoom. Yeah. So not completely, but my give-a-damn is definitely on tilt on this one. (laughs) And then finally, number five is time pressure. Just time pressure Mm. in general of all kinds. Usually, as you know, I'm super timely. We're very, like, you know, by the clock. Deadline-oriented. Yes. No. My give-a-damn's busted. 
Well, Sarah, I think this is all good for your mental health. (laughs) I hope so. I approve of your give a damn being busted on these Excellent. Okay. Now, on what matters is are your is your I don't know if this is a plural or a singular thing. (laughs) You're give a damn busted. Well, the biggest thing, number one, is screen time for all of us in my family. I'm just like, it's gone out the window. It's like everyone is just on their devices whenever they want to be. And that's it. And I, I just, I know it's not good. And I just, again, my give a damn is busted. I, we're just surviving at this point. Yes. Okay. Hiring a PE teacher. Many people are finding ways to like hire a PE teacher to come to the house and do outdoor exercises and all this. And it's a great idea. It's wonderful. But I don't have the bandwidth to figure this (laughs) out. My give a damn is busted on this. And that doesn't mean I haven't even been given names. It's just contacting someone, arranging this, coordinating it. I just, my give a damn is busted on the P. He can jump on his trampoline. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, there's another hair-related thing. Uh-huh. I am now wearing ponytails in Zoom meetings. So my give a damn for like getting out my hair straightener or my curler and doing <laughs> my hair, again, unless it's a big meeting, it's busted. I'm okay with a ponytail. Yes. I fully support this. Thank you. Another area of my give a damn is busted. This one is, I cannot believe, because this is like lifelong, painted toenails. Yeah, that's I just can't handle it. I'm just not painting my toenails. (laughs) That's it. And I'm wearing flip-flops, I will add. It's not even that they're always hidden. I'm just like, you know what? You're going to see my bare toenails, and that's just life. (laughs) Be strong, Liz. I know. My last place my give a damn is busted is wearing my wedding ring. I always kind of go back and forth with my wedding ring, depending on the state of my fingers. And right now, I'm just like, I can't even worry about my fingers being puffy. I'm just not wearing my (laughs) wedding ring. And that's it. Someday I'll wear it again when this whole thing is over. Those sound like very reasonable busted give a damns. Yes. And it's interesting because we were talking about this. It's different. A busted give a damn is different than a giving zero fucks. Yes. Giving zero fucks is like a permanent state where it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm done. (laughs) This is more like it's busted because it's everything's been used too much. It goes with the surge capacity article we were talking about last week. It's like... This is just right now the give a damn is busted. It could be repaired. It will ho- it will be repaired someday and we'll go back to caring about all of these things. Violet's hair will be brushed <laughs> exactly. one day. Yes. Just not now. I will once again care about my roots. Or I will not. I will 100% not care and it will just all be roots. Well, then you'll go into the next phase of giving zero fucks about your hair. Exactly. Oh, I like that. You're not there yet. Not quite. As of now. (laughs) Listeners, is your give a damn busted along with ours? What are you just not giving a damn about these days? Let us know. Send us an email to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, a lightning your load Hollywood hack. But first, this break.
Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, and it's a question. If you had to fit everything you really want and need into an 8x4 U-Haul trailer, what would you choose? Sarah, this is obviously inspired by your drive to Minnesota. Yes. So I had to get the smallest possible trailer for the drive because my car's a hybrid and it just doesn't have the capacity to haul very much. So I'm an overpacker in general. You that are. is my way of being. But I really had to make very specific choices. So also I wanted to say for this Hollywood hack, this is assuming that you have the basics. You don't have to fit furniture or right. major appliances into the 8x4 U-Haul. But just to think about, like, what are those really, really important things that if you had to fit all the important stuff in 8x4, in this case, 8x4x4, what would you put in? So for me, my treadmill desk was the most important thing. I think if I hadn't been really determined to bring my treadmill desk, I might mm. not have brought it a trailer at all. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing was my spinning wheel and fiber. And then for Violet, the most important stuff were, not shockingly, her dolls and her doll mm. accessories were very important. And then all of the pet stuff. I brought my favorite bread knife. I brought my mm. favorite saucepan. And in general, I brought way too many clothes. So mm. I would say if I had to do it again, I would bring fewer clothes and I would have brought my Vitamix. But other ah. than that... I really don't miss anything. And it makes me reevaluate all of my stuff. Well, I think this is so interesting. And this is why we chose to do this hack, because you are someone who likes to have a lot of stuff. You're an abundance person when it comes to stuff. And you said to me, I realized I really don't need as much stuff as I thought I did. And, I, you know, it was striking. Well, yes, because what's what I'm understanding is that I both, as you're saying, like to have an abundance of stuff and feel really burdened by it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the trick of having exactly enough and not too much and then not adding. You know, mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the problem of getting stuff. So that exercise of just really just winnowing it all down was very interesting. So. The hack is to just spend a little time today or this week thinking about what you would put into an 8x4 trailer. And Liz, what would you put in, do you think? Well, I agree. Definitely treadmill desk. <laughs> now, if I picture myself like sort of being somewhere, what are the things that I really want to have? My treadmill desk, mugs. I like to have a mug selection. It's important to me. I don't want yes. just one mug. But like as of now, there's so much that I as you said, I realized, like, I just don't need, like, now this could change if we go back into society, but like <laughs> all these purses, you know, and high heels, I mean, it just feels like this weird, heavy presence in my closet. Yeah. You know? I know. I don't know if we'll ever fully go back to that. I don't think we will. I would bring a lot of leggings because <laughs> leggings, <laughs> I'm wearing many leggings. Yep, I know. Me too. But yeah, and devices, I guess I would put in all my devices. Yes. But there is a lot that I don't need. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a relief. 
just kind of to release, release these things. This conversation, which is the whole point of the hack, is making me want to just go get rid of more stuff. As I said, we took a load of stuff to Goodwill earlier this week, <laughs> and we will be taking more. Yep. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, king of remote recording, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13, and as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Sarah, do you know what you're going to wear for our pitch? Well, I got that white blazer, but now it feels like, I mean, it's literally in the 30s here sometimes. It seems crazy to wear a white blazer. I guess no one knows that but me. So, I don't know. Just don't mention. Yeah. Hopefully snow won't be falling outside your window. (laughs) It's a winter white. It's a winter white. It's winter white. Yes, especially in the lighting. It will seem winter white. Okay, there you go. From the Onward Project.